Greetings, Alpha Seekers, and uh, welcome to the Alpha's Next Podcast for 622 2020. Uh, kind of a up on nothing day. Uh, there wasn't really much news during the day, so the market just kind of slid up. That's the that's the take on CNBC at least. And that's uh, what I do. I watch CNBC and Bloomberg, so you don't have to. And of course, I can't watch two things at once. And that's not all I do. So I have a somewhat uh, fractional view of it, but. Uh, Try to pick up what I can. Today I actually got tired of it, because uh, there wasn't much really being said that made that much sense as far as I could see later in the day. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, just a little market recap, which we always do to start the show, such as it is. S&P was up uh, fractionally, 0.65. NASDAQ up by a point and a tenth. Dow was up fractionally, 0.59. 10-year uh, Treasury yield was at 0.7%. And uh, the VIX was down to 31.77, which was about almost 10% drop in the VIX. So when you have those steady rises, you tend to have a equivalent decline in the VIX, but today's was pretty, I mean, a 10% decline was pretty, uh, pretty dramatic in my mind, at least. Now, we do have some big news about Alpha's Next. We did our first video interview, and of course, I have a face made for podcasting if I ever saw one, but those of you who haven't seen me will, uh, have the opportunity, um, to do so. Now you can just listen to it and turn your back. But we do have a very, uh, to balance the visuals out, uh, you have a very handsome young fellow named Spencer Hillegoss, who is a very interesting character. Uh, and he is the honcho, as it were, at Madison Investing. And what they do is actually very interesting to me. And I talked to this gentleman for like an hour. I think, and uh, I got a very good read on him. Uh, he's a very humble guy, very straightforward. Uh, you know, he's the kind of guy I would trust with uh, my money and yours, uh, should you decide to become an investor in Ventures Next. And uh, what he does is basically go and do deals on real estate. And... Uh, you know, you can listen to him and he can explain it better than I can, but they have like 400 unit properties, you know. Comes from a real estate family, and not only that, got a great tech background uh, and has been involved with a number of different Valley startups and had some, some not so small successes from what I understood. You can look him up on LinkedIn, but, uh, you know, just really... Uh, my partner actually found him. We reached out to get some uh, some people to interview, and he was the one who responded so far. So, you know, um, I think he says a lot of good things, and he answers a lot of tough questions with some pretty good answers. So, uh, 
you can uh, see that if you go out to the website I believe it's out there uh, I know it's out on the LinkedIn page our company LinkedIn page and there's gonna be a YouTube video which we will uh, share a link to on Facebook and all that good stuff so uh, so that was uh, that was fun uh, I enjoyed that yeah where are the futures uh, the S&P futures are down by 0.25 fractionally. They're all down fractionally. NASDAQ, 0.28, Dow, 0.24. So nothing too dramatic. I guess they were pretty uh, volatile earlier because Peter Navarro, who is one of Trump's senior guys, trade guy, uh, real China uh, hawk, as we used to say in the Cold War, as opposed to a dove, you know. Peter has been for years banging on the table about how China is the boogeyman and they're out to eat our lunch. And uh, I think, you know, people are starting to listen to that more these days on both sides of the aisle. And uh, in any event, he came out and made some comment about the trade deal being over, or at least that's how it was quoted, and he came out with a very strong denial of that. So, uh, you know, I think the market has corrected, or the futures market at least has corrected on, on that clarification. So, uh, what else? Not too much today from my CNBC gleanings, which you may or may not like. Uh, one thing uh, was... Kramer took a look at the t 20 stocks that we talked about on CNBC, uh, not we, but they, uh, that uh, have hit their 52-week or all-time highs, I think you said. And uh, a couple of them are in our uh, biotech wheelhouse, or at least healthcare, uh, Regeneron, and that's a COVID play, uh, Insight. That's supposedly there's some takeover talk. We like those. Whole Logic, uh, those are the three. And, you know, Kramer's advice was that he's a believer in all these, but don't go chasing them at this juncture. What he suggests is that uh, you look for a dip, 5 to 7% dip. And if you're like me, you know, you're not going to necessarily. notice that you know you may not you may miss that one so one way to do that is to sell some puts uh, if you want to buy a hundred shares of that stock uh, regeneron let's say you know go in and sell a put at five percent to seven percent below what it's trading for today and you'll end up the proud owner of a hundred shares of the stock uh if you want to keep them, then, you know, you have to come up with the money to, uh, to fund that. But if you want to sell them at that price, you can always do that, too. So, meanwhile, if it doesn't go down 5 to 7%, which I think he's saying is not very likely, you will pocket the premium from selling that put. So, now, you got to know what you're doing here. So, you know, that poor fellow out in the burbs who... Uh, you know, tragically ended his life. That's the kind of trade he was in, and he didn't understand what happened when he got assigned the stock. 
So, uh, that, uh, you know, you need to understand what's going on. But the other way you can do it is to just, uh, you know, put a, put a buy order out at that price for 100 shares. And again, make sure you get the money. So, uh, but it does take a little time for these things to settle, as I understand it. I don't know how long, but, um, you know. But that's the way to do it. Don't go chasing. I like that. Uh, it's like the old song, don't go changing, don't go chasing. Uh, there's a guy named Bill Ackman on Bloomberg today. Uh, there are a lot of people on Wall Street who don't like Bill Ackman. And he has made a fool out of himself in several different occasions. Uh, he goes on these vendettas against companies that he shorted. Uh, but he seems to have changed his style. Uh, Herbalife was one he was, like, banging the table on. And uh, that they were a pyramid scheme. And, you know, going to great lengths, really, to drive management crazy. And maybe he really believes it. I don't know. They, you know, There's a guy I'm trying to remember. Carl Icahn, I think, calls him that Ackman guy. But uh, he had a very good insight on this COVID thing. He came out and rang the bell on this COVID thing. And he had already gone short and the market and then he came out with this warning and that kind of you know alarmed the market so they they were arguing that he was talking his book which he kind of was but he was also right this was before the market dropped like 35 percent because he said this covid thing is going to be way bad and this i think goes back to february when it wasn't that obvious that it was going to be this bad so uh you know, he made a lot of dough. He made three billion or something like that on that trade. So, you know, you got to respect that. And uh, they interviewed him today on Bloomberg, and among other things, they asked him, you know, what what will the impact of the presidential election be on your investment uh, outlook? And he said, none. Uh, it doesn't matter whether Trump is elected or whether Biden is elected. You know, he's looking for good quality, resilient companies. And uh, so he's not playing the short game right now, evidently. And he says it doesn't make any difference at all. Now, as you, those of you who are listeners know that I have been forecasting that the gales of November will be sort of like the, uh, will treat the market much like the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald was treated by the winds on Lake Superior. Uh, to refer to that uh, famous Gordon Lightfoot song that I love. So, uh, Ackman and I have different views. And he made $3 billion this year, and I didn't. So, you know, I certainly uh, am often wrong and always in doubt, which I think is appropriate for a trader. But uh, he's very certain. Uh, you know, he expressed that very forcefully. And it was pressed on it, you know, and held to it. So I hope that's true. I, I don't like to see the market bounce around on politics. And I think sometimes those of us with a taste for public affairs read more into the market than the market reads into the market. Uh, but that's, you know, that's fine with me. That takes some risk out if it's true. I, I would still probably want to lighten up 
you know, October, fall is usually a tough time for stocks and the best of times. Uh, in 2018, I had put down a pretty big chunk of change, and I put it down all at once and deployed it with my asset allocation of 60-40. And in December of 2018, uh, I got crushed for no apparent reason. And then, you know, naturally what I did about that was nothing, which oftentimes is the right thing to do. And uh, it came back, but, you know, it took me you know, three or four months to get back to even on it, and that wasn't a good feel. So, but, I mean, I never had the slightest instinct to lighten up, but what I should have done was dollar cost average into the position, which you should always do, but, you know, whenever you get a big chunk of change, you know, keep it in cash and dollar cost average in. Now, you know, the, there's a risk there, which is simply that you will lose out on the upside and there's ways you can get in with you know stock replacement in effect you can take options positions so that you don't miss out in the long but you don't take the full hit if it goes down you limit your risk you use leverage you can do that you know that's a good move with options actually but uh, I didn't do that I just plunked it all in and figured you know I'll turn it over to the professionals and that's what they did with it so you know, that was one area where it was disappointed. But, I mean, nobody saw that coming, you know. So, anyway, <clears throat> is what it is. But we try to learn, and we share our painful lessons with you so you don't have to learn the hard way. Learn from our mistakes, not from your own. That's what I... I always try to learn from other people's mistakes made with other people's money. And in this case, I'm the other people and my money is the other people's money. So good news on the biotech fund front. Uh, we worked on the contract today, the limited partnership agreement, and uh, that's under review now, and I expect to have that done this week. So those of you who decided to invest will know that your wait is about to be over, your patience is about to be hopefully rewarded, because hopefully we'll make money on this thing. So, uh, that is uh, the big news. Well, so a couple of items of big news today. Our little, our little enterprise is starting to, you know, grow up. Advancing into video, actually having a fund on the Ventures Next side. And Alpha's Next, uh, we're, we're improving. Well, not only do we have a website now, but we're upgrading it already. So, um... You know, that's going to be quite the news uh, source. News and education. So, you know, tell all your friends, alphasnext.com. Uh, good thing to get on the newsletter list and, uh, you know, start following it. That kind of thing. Because you'll get some honest, unbiased, uh, and hopefully expert, uh, certainly vetted information. You know, the... The bigger the web gets, the more BS there is out there, and we do apply our BS detector, which I wouldn't claim is perfect, but, you know, uh, we don't have any hidden agenda here, so, you know, we're calling them like we see them. So, uh, that is about the size of it for today. Uh, live long and prosper. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.
Bye-bye.